Good morning, everyone. If you're joining us for the first time, my name's Anne, and I'm one of the pastors in the Evergreen community. How's everyone doing this week? Whatever week it is of quarantine, maybe some of us today will relate to this person's experience. Let's take a look and laugh together. Hi, everybody. Just thought I'd give you a quick update. Um, I think we're on day, I don't know, whatever day it is. Uh, but I just want to tell you that here at home, we're just having such a great time. Everybody is just wonderful. They, um, you know, we get up in the morning and we're just so fortunate with uh, how well we get along and spending all this time together. Uh, I mean, we're, we're doing puzzles, we're, we're helping each other. Um, you know, in times like this, it just brings everybody um, close to the next level. You know, the kids are in their 20s. I've been married to Charlie uh, for, I don't know, 28 years. And I, I just can't, I'm just overwhelmed with um, appreciation of who we are um, as a family. And I just cannot wait for the, uh, the next four weeks that we're just gonna be here at home. And I'm just really fortunate. So I thought I'd give you a quick update. I love the part where she says, I'm just overwhelmed with appreciation with who we are as a family while holding up a sign. I can't do this any longer. I don't know. Today, we're finishing our three-week series called Together, planned months ago, but so appropriate for our quarantine, that Jared launched us with in a talk about conflict. Then Lydia talked about uh, forgiveness, forgiving others and ourselves. And this week, we're talking about appreciation. This series has kind of felt like one of my workouts. Ouch! You want me to do what? I have to do how many repeats? It isn't easy, friends. Maybe I feel that way these past three weeks because this week was my most challenging start to a quarantine week yet. And it challenged my appreciation of someone nearest and dearest to me. I just felt done. Done with the constant use of technology for all communication and the perils of it. You see, Jared's Evergreen email account was hacked on Monday morning, and the person pretended to be him and sent our bookkeeper an email requesting that our automatic payroll deposits be moved to a new account. I'm going to spare you the details, but let's just say that several hours and multiple conversations later, we had new passwords and several more layers of security in our Google and bank accounts. Now, it's probably no surprise to you that by evening, Jared and I were both done with technology and communication. Surprise! That's when it happened. We had a disagreement. He suggested that we should take a walk together. Now, this disagreement was about communication, mind you, so off we went. The thing is, when he started talking about how he was feeling, I told him in so many words that he was making a mountain out of a molehill. That went over well, not. How do you think my remark made him feel? More or less valued? More or less important? Yeah, 
less valued and less important. You know, we all want to be and feel appreciated. We want to know that we matter, that our feelings and our efforts are valued and that our contribution not only makes a difference, but is appreciated by the people we did it for. Experiencing even a simple expression of gratitude or value can inspire us to do our best. So Jesus wants to help each of us grow in our appreciation of others today, particularly these people that we're with 24-7 during quarantine. He wants us to walk away from this time more like him in how we think about and act toward others. Now, when we hear the word appreciation, we tend to think of thank you cards or verbal thank yous. And I think many of you, like me, grew up with the two magic words, please and thank you. Those are a great start, but appreciation is really more than that. It starts in our minds and how we think toward others and then works itself out in our words and our actions. Today, we're going to read Philippians 2, verses 3 through 8. But for right now, I just want to read the first two verses, verses 3 and 4. So Paul writes, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Paul has given us a wonderful definition for appreciation here. The Bible word used by Paul is value or esteem in the King James. The word esteem in English is something that our culture currently uses more in relationship to ourselves than to others, as in self-esteem. But Paul says to value or esteem others above ourselves. The Greek word here really informs this idea. It comes from the word for ruler or a leader, and it is about giving others greater consideration or regarding someone more highly than yourself. In other words, making others more important than me, to esteem them. This brings to mind how we speak and act toward people on their birthdays. Having had two birthdays and anniversary this past month, this is fresh in my mind. On somebody's birthday, we go out of our way to celebrate the best of who they are. We say kind things to them. We prepare their favorite foods. We plan special surprises, and hopefully those surprises are things that they really want to do. And we work hard to show our appreciation and express how important they are to us. And I ask myself, what if we lived with that mindset every day with each of the people we live with? Wait, maybe even with each person that we're in in that moment. What is it that they need from us in that moment? Do you ever struggle with making others more important than yourself? I do. I was on a walk in Bend, Oregon one morning and I saw Penny on the bike path that I was on. I was just getting started and did not take the time to stop and pick it up. A mile or two further on the walk, I noticed a dime laying in the cinder grit next to the path. This time I stopped and picked it up. Now, near the finish of my walk, I was only two blocks from home, when I looked off to the side of the sidewalk and noticed a dollar bill in the street gutter. I excitedly picked it up and finished the walk. But as I walked along, The Lord spoke to me. And when I say that, I say, these thoughts crossed my mind and I knew they were him. And he said, I noticed you did not pick up the penny, but you stopped for the dime and the dollar. And I was like, of course, Uh, the penny wasn't worth my effort. 
And then he said, sometimes, Anne, you treat people that way. Ouch. That means what he was telling me is that I put some people first more readily than others. I discriminate with my appreciation. Sometimes it's easier for me to appreciate people from afar than the ones that I share everyday life with. I think that's true for most of us. You see, appreciation does not come naturally. It requires the help of the Spirit of God, and Paul is challenging us. He mentions the challenges to appreciation right out of the gates. One of those is called selfish ambition. Selfish ambition is when a person is motivated by what will further your plans, your goals, your rights, and your interests. Another word for it is self-promotion. This word is used four other times in the New Testament, and each time it stands in contrast to putting others first. In fact, James 3, 15 through 17 describes it as a part of the low wisdom, that is the earthly, unspiritual, and demonic wisdom. That doesn't sound good. You know, the other challenge to appreciation is called vain conceit. That's just another name for selfish pride. When I show little regard for the feelings or rights of others while holding a high view of myself. Have you ever heard the term full of himself or full of herself? That's what they're talking about. What do these two have in common? A focus on self. I love how the Passion Translation reads those two verses that we read earlier. Let me read those again. Be free from the pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness and possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. Pride and self-promotion are the poisons of appreciation, and humility is the antidote. A mindset of humility is what sets appreciation in motion in our lives toward others. Humility is putting others first, and it was not an admired trait in Greek culture. They saw it as the antithesis of individual freedom, kind of a form of subjugating themselves to another person. And this did not sit well with them. Well, we see this in our highly individual, um, personal liberty loving culture as well. Right now, it's the air we breathe and the water we swim in. We have a whole segment of our population that don't like their personal freedoms curtailed during this pandemic, even if it's proven that it will benefit others. Humility means that our consideration of others should come before our concern for ourselves. We replace our personal focus on our rights and plans and interests with a broader outlook that includes the interests of others. It's an us, not just me mindset. Now, this mindset is what eKids has been learning about the whole month of April. You heard it multiple times if you've listened to their awesome teaching videos each week. Humility is putting others first by giving up what you think you deserve. Now, another favorite definition of mine is that humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Mr. Rogers is one of really an iconic figure when it comes to appreciation. You see, he received a lot of awards across his career, including a Lifetime Achievement 
award at the daytime Emmys. But every time he received an award or was called on to speak at a large um, honorary event, he did the same thing. He used it as an opportunity to appreciate others in his life and to encourage the audience to do the same. This is what he did. He would ask the audience to take 10 seconds of silence to think about the people who have helped them become who they are today and told them that he would watch the time. I'd like to do that this morning as we're talking about appreciation. Who are some of the people who've helped you become who you are today? Let's take 10 seconds and think about those people. You see, he said this about appreciation, Mr. Rogers. He said, you see, I believe that appreciation is a holy thing. That when we look for what's best in a person that we happen to be with at that moment, that we're doing what God does all the time. So in loving and appreciating our neighbor, we're participating in something sacred. Now, Paul tells us that humility is necessary in order to fully appreciate others. It's the mindset that puts others first. And Jesus modeled this for us. This is where we want to take a look at the rest of those scriptures we were talking about in Philippians 2. It's Philippians 2 verses 5 and 8. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation he existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example, even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. Here's what I want you to notice. Jesus let go of his equality with God for our benefit. And you and I can decide to let go of our equality with others, to give up those rights that we think we have for others' benefit. Jesus modeled something so extraordinary for us in how he values people, all people, including you and me, and the people we're living with right now. He stooped down to make us great. That's what David said in Psalm 1835. Jesus stooped down to lift us up, to reconcile, that is to make us right in our relationship with God and give us eternal life with him. And he did this for us, for people who were jealous of him, for people who hated him. He did this for people who were poor and people who were rich. He did this for people who were outcasts and downcast. He did this for those who were insiders and outsiders. He did it for the powerful and the powerless. He did this for the young and the old and every age in between. Because friends, Jesus does not discriminate with his appreciation of us. Jesus is the one who looked at a woman caught in an adultery and instead of condemning her so he could improve his standing with the religious rulers, instead he says, let the one without sin cast the first stone. 
He's the one who rebukes his disciples who are trying to shoo away the little children. And instead, he stops and he takes those children in his arms and he blesses them. Jesus is the one who is so moved by people's suffering that on numerous occasions, he heals them on the Sabbath, even though he knew he was going to incur even more of the religious leader's anger because he was breaking their rules. Jesus is the one who took off his outer garment, tucked a towel in his waistband, and washed the feet of his disciples just hours before his own death, fully knowing that one of them would betray him and the rest of them would desert him in fear for their lives. He's the one who knew in detail how he would die, that he would be stripped and mocked and beaten and spit upon and crucified on a cross. A deeply humiliating way to die. And all of this he willingly embraced for our sake. In fact, he walked right into it. As Max Licato put it, Jesus would rather die than live without us. Friends, Jesus is inviting us to consider not just Paul's words, but consider him, his life, and let his example motivate you and motivate me this week to value others above ourselves. I didn't have this mindset on my walk with Jared last Monday night. I was thinking of my rights and plans and devalued him with my dismissive comments on his feelings, something that if any of you know him are kind of hard for him to share in the first place. But because of what Jesus did on the cross, there is a way back. You see, I didn't have to stay stuck there. I could let go of my selfishness and ask for forgiveness. I could appreciate my husband. I could make what matters to him matter to me. Jesus is our example. His life and death are the ultimate examples of what it means to value one another. He valued us more than his rights as the Son of God, more than his status, more than his comfort or ease. And that, my friends, is what we're invited to do for one another, including the people we're quarantined with. And we're going to enjoy communion together as an expression of this amazing value that God's placed on our lives and what he's offered us and extended to us to give away to others. And I'd like you to take a moment and consider the incredible value that Jesus has placed on each one of us. The Bible says that he did it for the joy set before him. He scorned the shame of the cross. And that joy that was set before him, friends, that's you and me. So let's take the cracker now, the bread that represents his body that was broken for us. And really today, I believe that some of us have wounds that have hurt us. Wounds from people who we feel unheard by, unseen by, and unvalued by. And Jesus wants you to know that he sees you. He cares about you. He knows what it feels like to not be appreciated by the people you love and are trying to love. And as you receive his body today, would you receive his healing for those invisible wounds of the heart that you've received? And today, friends, I really believe that God wants us as we take this cracker and remember his broken body, that you would receive his validation of your worth, your contribution, and who he has made you to be. And see yourself this week with 
Him standing next to you, helping you to value and appreciate others the way He validates and values you. Would you take the cracker with me now? And now, friends, let's take the juice in just a moment, this juice that represents His blood that was shed for us. See, God has brought to mind someone close to you as I was talking that you've not been putting first or that you've grown weary of putting them first during this time. And he invites you this morning to receive his forgiveness and his renewed strength to serve them as we take this juice representing his blood together. Because the truth is this, you and I cannot value others like Jesus does without his help. We need the help. It's called the help of the Holy Spirit, the power of God living within us. So I'm going to invite you to do two things as we take this juice representing his blood. First is whisper the names of the people that you need to renew your strength in, loving them and valuing them and appreciating them. And secondly, would you invite the Holy Spirit to freshly fill you with his power as we take of this juice representing his blood together? You know, today, some of you that took communion with us may be saying, I'm not sure what I think of Jesus yet. I have some questions even about what you've shared, Anne. But maybe today, your next step is to say yes to exploring who he is further with him. And I want to invite you, would you consider just saying, Jesus, I invite you to reveal yourself to me this week. This can be your day to get right with God. You can take that first step with him and say yes to a relationship with him. Receive his forgiveness and the gift of the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. It really is that simple and it's that simplicity that stumbles us sometimes that keeps us from stepping out. It seems too good to be true, too easy to be right. But friends, it's just that good. He loves you that much and he thinks that highly of you. If that's you today, would you join me and us as we pray? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for coming and dying on the cross for us and making the opportunity for us to get right with God. And today, Lord, we say yes to following you. We say yes to exploring more of who you are. We say yes to you revealing yourself to us, to answering our questions and listening to our ponderings and our doubts, Lord, and speaking into those with your truth. And Lord, this week we ask that you would help us to appreciate, to value, to esteem others as more important than ourselves, and to do that by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.